0: Welcome to the Catalyst Life Coaching Podcast with John Kim and Noelle Cordeaux. If you're inspired to begin your own life coaching practice or just want to learn a little bit more about what it's all about, visit journey.co.
1: That's J-R-N-I dot C-O for more information. Your adventure awaits.
0: In this episode, we're going to talk about why coach training is so valuable and how to actually use this stuff. Noelle Cordo.
1: hi John how are you? Good how are you? I'm doing well I'm actually really excited for today's session because the technique that we're going to use is one of my absolute favorites.
0: Awesome I can't wait to hear about it.
1: Coaching is a discipline that flows really kind of intuitively verbally And a lot of people ask me all the time, why is coach training necessary? Mm -hmm. And the answer is that just like any other skill that once you develop it, it flows easily and intuitively. You're kind of rickety in the beginning and having different techniques, underpinnings, processes, understanding of how this stuff works neurobiologically, neurolinguistically sets you up for success.
0: Yeah, I love the idea of um, seeing life coaching as a craft. I think many people don't see it as a craft.
1: It is very much a craft and it has strong roots that go back to Socrates with Mm. Socratic questioning and then all of the tenets of mindfulness. And then sports psychology strongly informs coaching, as does goal-setting theory, leadership theory, positive psychology, and one of the more famous techniques called appreciative inquiry, which is what we're going to go over today.
0: Yes. So what is appreciative inquiry?
1: Appreciative inquiry is just like what it is says. You are asking folks questions about their life Mm. and about what they'd like to do with their time in a way that draws on and pulls out the positive.
0: So wait, let me ask you this. What's the difference between appreciative inquiry and positive psychology? Sounds like like they're similar.
1: So positive psychology is the actual science behind how Mm. your brain and body works. When you induce positive emotions, when you set plans for the future, Um, it looks at what happens to the human as a specimen. Right. Appreciative inquiry is a technique for a coach to use in order to help someone do that.
0: Hmm. So let's. You want to do an example. So do you want to um do some appreciative inquiry on me?
1: <laughs> sure. Sure. All we right. can do that. Um, but first, let's set up the technique because appreciative inquiry is based on a lot of different theories and principles. Right. And you know, just like any. Other other art or science the theories and principles are really interesting like one of them um is called the poetic principle Mm. and that's the concept that like a poet you can rewrite your story at any time
0: yes it reminds me of narrative
1: yes very much so and so that's that's the theory that underlines the action so building on the poetic principle, building on social construction, that social construction theory um, lays out that pretty much everyone is born with a box on their head. And that box represents the world as they see it and where they think they can go and what they think they can do based on their family of origin and based on where they grew up in the world. And what we know in coaching is that your capacity is actually limitless and so the job of a coach is to remove the box from somebody's head and then hold their hand while they see for the first time that life is limitless
0: how do you remove the box how do you convince someone um that there is no ceiling and how do you help someone you know rewrite their story
1: that's where these techniques come in Mm. because when you're first starting out as a coach, that's a really scary question, right? How do you do that? You know, how do you do that? And coaches aren't supposed to be telling people what to do. They're supposed to be leading them to their own conclusions. Yes. And so there's, um, there's a technique called the five D cycle or the five D's. Um, and the five D's stand for a process that you work someone through, you define you discover, you dream, you design, and then you move with action steps to fill your destiny. Mm.
0: I love that. It's um, I love the uh, the the uh, the process in that. I love the uh, like it, you could actually visually see the the progression with the five days. Absolutely. Yeah.
1: Hundred percent. And and we can do it we can do a quick one now to to explain how this works. But you know, when you're in coach training and you get the nuance, like, okay, this is social construction theory this is the poetic principle how do you pull it all together here's a technique and then when when you sit with someone you have the technique in front of you to work you through the paces until it becomes intuitive for you just like riding a bicycle
0: yeah and then I think as you practice the technique you also start to make it your own right so you use your own language Um, it's I think it's a great kind of jumping-off point or no do, do you disagree
1: Oh. One hundred percent, it's a great jumping off point and and you modify it and you make it your own as you go. and not every technique works for every coach, and not every technique works for every client. Yes, and so as you go, yeah, it's just true. and so, as you go through this process of becoming you, coaches typically end up with, I'd say between five and ten techniques that they have in their toolbox that they go to every single time.
0: Yeah, I, I absolutely agree. Um, and it doesn't make you less of a coach. It doesn't make you a, a one trick pony. You, you just get better at uh, your technique. So for example, you know, Bruce Lee says he's more afraid of the guy that's done one kick 10,000 times, instead of uh, someone who knows 10,000 kicks. And, um, Mm -hmm. I think it's the same thing. I think you have your, you know, five or six, um, techniques that you're really confident in and it's okay that, that, you know, you don't have to, you don't have to know a hundred techniques. Actually, you probably shouldn't.
1: No, you probably shouldn't. It would get confusing Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and it would get confusing for the client so this technique, when you're using appreciative inquiry, it's important to set up with the client ahead of time that this is what you're doing. Mm. A little bit about appreciative inquiry, that it's a strengths-based approach to change. And when we're looking at this, as a young coach, it's super important to know that not everybody is ready willing or able to go with a strengths-based approach to change. It's a a special kind of client that's really ready to go for it.
0: How would you you know if someone's not? Is it just basically their resistance in the room?
1: It's their resistance. And also, um, you want to notice how much your client wants to continue to talk about their problems and to talk about their pain. Right. If your client is consistently redirecting to problems and pain, that's a signal that they need to process this stuff and that they're just really not ready to look at the positive. They're not ready to flip to the endocrine system. There's more foundational work to be done.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it's really that's really interesting.
1: Yeah, 100%. And and the way to handle that is you express empathy to your client, and then after a reasonable amount of time, you have to say, hey, you know, uh, I'm noticing that you're, you really are using our time to talk about your past and to talk about your current pain and to replay the problems, which is valid. right? But this kind of work is typically what you do with a therapist or a counselor, and you might be better served with another discipline.
0: mm mm-hmm. yes. I love that. Absolutely. I think um, people who are uh, maybe struggling with depression or other things, where just, they're just not in a space to um, see the positive and, and practice this. Uh, I think it's responsible um, after you know, working with a client for a certain amount of time to, to then say maybe life coach, you're not ready to be life coach yet. Maybe you do need therapy.
1: A hundred percent. And because the purpose of life coaching is to accomplish specific and measurable goals. Yeah. And if someone is in a place where they are not done processing their pain, they're not ready to move on to tackling specific and measurable goals. Coaching and therapy lie on a continuum and both are super important processes. One just happens to follow the other.
0: Sure. And also as a life coach, you know, it's your responsibility um, to pass the baton if it's not in your scope of practice, you know, Uh, and then be right behind that to not put pressure on yourself or to see that you have, you know, failed or something. It's just they're just two different things.
1: There's two completely separate disciplines, two completely different sciences, two completely different approaches, right? One hundred percent. All right. You want to play with this? technique? Sure. Let's do it. <laughs> all right. All right. I love these because I get to coach John every week. It's fun. Well, I, I, right. I,
0: I may need more therapy than life coaching, but let's give it a shot.
1: <laughs> That's OK. I, I, I wear both hats. We can get into it. All right. Um, all right. So let's start with defining. This is step one in the five d process. Now, for our listeners at home, if I were working with a client, I would typically work somebody through this process over a period of weeks or months. So John is going to have the laser version. Yes, so when we're defining um, it's it's an agreement. This is part of the coaching conversation is setting up the agreement that everybody is clear. Uh, what you would like to work on that we're going to use the 5d strength process john do you agree
0: yes i agree
1: awesome so next up we're going to go on to discover Mm. discover so can you give me some positive examples of outcomes that you would like to achieve or just one outcome that you would like to achieve?
0: Um, Okay. Let me think of a situation. I'm just thinking of something that's just current and, and, and uh, probably happening today. Uh, An outcome would be uh, to feel good about myself.
1: To feel good about yourself. Awesome. So now, now coaches at home, young coaches, what that's a pretty broad statement, yes. that John just made to feel good about himself. So, I need a hell of a lot more information, <laughs> okay?
0: So, John, yeah, sorry, I forgot to tell you the, the, the specific thing yeah, the event that's causing anxiety, okay? So, I have to, uh, right after this, I'm going in to do um, the last workout of uh, uh, the CrossFit Open, and I'm just doing it for fun, you know, I don't, I don't, um, compete or anything anymore. Uh, but me and my friend Andy have a little competition thing going in. And uh, it's bringing me a lot of anxiety because I haven't crossfitted in months. And it's a grueling workout. Um, and so the goal after that is to actually just, you know, feel good about myself and not put uh, pressure on myself or feel that, you know, I, I have failed or that I, you know, I'm not as good, you know, all that stuff that comes with um, competing.
1: Now I'm gonna take off my coaching hat for a moment, and just as an aside, Andy seems to put you in a lot of precarious environments where yeah. your feelings of security in the world are in yes. jeopardy. Yes, we we do it just back and we, we do
0: it back and forth. That's that's how we love each other. Um, but it's all in good fun. So uh, it, okay, it is all in good fun. But it's it's uh, my own my own internal stuff where. Even though it is all in good fun, um, me putting extra pressure on myself when when it doesn't need to be there when we're just you know fooling around.
1: So, okay, so let let's drill down to what's really going on here, so we can get to the core thing you want to achieve. So, if I'm if I'm hearing you correctly, it sounds like there might be some some old stuff left over yes. from when you used to compete in the CrossFit Open. Yes. And that the idea of just doing this for fun, there's some blockers.
0: Yes, it's hard. doing that. Exactly. It's hard uh, being, uh, quote unquote, an ex-athlete and then doing it for fun and then exposing scores and then uh, uh, putting pressure on myself to be better and then other people thinking that I, I'm not as good anymore. That kind of stuff.
1: Okay. Right. Okay. So here's where the technique gets really cool. So the way you use this technique is you ask your client, and I'm gonna ask John, let's discover, and let's go back and look at a time in your life where you were able to solve this problem in a different area of your life.
0: Hmm. Oh man, that's a that's a tough question. Um, solve this problem, okay. Uh, uh, as a writer.
1: When there was something, Yes. As a writer yeah
0: yeah, so um, as, awesome. a, as a screenwriter, I feel like I have uh, or I once felt like I failed, and so when I started blogging, I no longer considered considered myself a writer. I didn't consider blogging as as like real writing, right? And so that that's another time in my life where I feel like you know like, like the ex writer or the writer that failed or the writer that you know didn't make it.
1: So what did you experience when you started blogging in a pleasurable way?
0: Um, I started to fall in love with writing again. I mean, it took a while uh, because it wasn't something I was doing for money, and it wasn't something that I was doing. Uh, I didn't stamp that as a career, right? I wasn't – But it? It just ended up kind of being – <laughs>
1: so so what i'm doing here now guys is i'm gonna drill down on the experience of falling in love with writing john Mm -hmm. what is it like to fall in love with writing
0: oh i see where you're going with this i love it um it's to write for yourself and no one else it's to Mm -hmm. express your truth it's to um practice creativity i think one of the 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 greatest joys Mm -hmm. of life It's to talk about your feelings. It's to not be invisible.
1: How do you feel when you're able to do that?
0: Uh, I feel alive. I feel amazing. I feel whole. I feel um, sometimes I go into flow states, you know, almost like I'm possessed. I feel uh, good about myself.
1: All right. So, guys, this is this is a classic example of the discovery process where we're using appreciative inquiry to go back in time to John's life and pull forward an example of when he was able to accomplish the very thing that he wants to accomplish now and remind him, number one, that he's capable of it. And then number two, that you feel alive, engaged, whole, capable. What else?
0: Uh, Good about myself good about, about yourself. Yeah, good All about right, being cool. me. Yeah.
1: So, now let's pull the threads forward to the future. Mm-hmm. Um when you're working out, do you ever experience that today?
0: Uh yes, but I have to set the intention to do it and I have to go into it reminding myself uh to search for those experiences, not uh, you know, chase a scoreboard.
1: And have you been able to get to that flow state? Uh yes. Yeah, so you are capable of it. Yes. Cool, cool, cool. Now let's talk about um, your core values in this situation. Why is it important for you to um, have this experience and have it be fun?
0: Because that's the whole point of this. Uh, If it's not fun, then, you know, why am I doing it? Uh, And also, the fun makes it sustainable and fitness is a huge part of my life that I practice and do every day and uh, it's important to me and it ties into me feeling good about myself and my body. So I don't ever want to lose it.
1: Yeah. So guys, what I'm doing now is I'm pressing down on core values because when you're in the discovery process, you want to spend a lot of time here really getting into, as John said, the life giving factors of the experience. So to kind of mentally start tilling the soil of like, wow, like this is, this is, this is who I am. So, um, if you found a magic lamp and there were a genie in it and you had to ask that genie what you would like your outcome to be today, what would it look like?
0: The outcome would be, uh, so I'm closing my eyes and visualizing. Go in, uh, do the workouts, and in the workouts, go on my little hero's journey. You know, slay my dragons, have a good time, and leave uh, feeling like I had a great workout and that it was fun and uh, and that and that, I, that I'm okay. Like I did, I did good, and I'm not uh, labeling myself or judging myself.
1: Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Okay. So, um, and then, and then putting it into
0: from, Andy, Andy's face. I'm <laughs> just kidding. Sorry. Go ahead. And put, well,
1: I mean, okay, okay. I mean, I feel like Andy's <laughs> been a big part of the problem here, John. I, yeah. I may, maybe, 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 but, maybe the problem is like, I just need a new friend. <laughs> and then, I mean, you know, or at least one with like less grievous activities. Um, so, you know so if if i were coaching john on this i'd want to go go back and and poke around a little bit you know in what he said about about failure and try to get a good reframe going there We don't have time to do that today, but the purpose of the questions that I just gave him leading into the discovery phase are to strengthen the energy and positive self-perception through the retelling of positive experiences, and then the future visualization of those experiences can cement it also. yes. Um, You want to spend as much time as possible here.
0: Yeah, and uh, sorry, go ahead. Go ahead. No, no, no. no I, I didn't I I didn't know uh that you're not done. I want you to finish first and then no, it's good.
1: Mm-hmm. I was gonna move on to the next phase, which is dreaming. Mm-hmm. Which is the what might be. Ooh. What might be. So this is taking this concept of, you know, your genie vision and saying, you know, how would it change your life in, to have this? be your lived experience where you're able to go into spaces and access events and have fun without having uh, emotional turmoil around um constructs of self-worth.
0: Yeah, so that's a great question and and what I would love to take out, out of this is if I could do it in the gym then hopefully I could do it with other things. So, you know, uh, I don't know, uh, meetings, um, you know, other areas of my life where I feel pressure or anxiety or um, labels I put on myself um, to, to use the same process that we're using now in, in, in other situations that are similar to this. And so I could come out the other end with, you know, a good experience and, and again, liking myself.
1: John, you set this up perfectly for me. So I need to point out <laughs> that you have already proved to yourself you can do this because you did it with writing.
0: Yes. So I. And so there's right. you no know,
1: reason to believe that you can't replicate the process.
0: Yeah. Um, and, and that's so powerful. And, and, guys, if you're listening to this, you should – listen to it a couple more times, because if you can see the process, for me, what was really powerful is, uh, was when Noel compared this to writing, so taking another chapter of my life, and, um, you know, putting it side by side, and then, and, and, um, because I, I, I was familiar with that process, um, overlaying that with, you know, with this kind of simple, you know, Saturday workout, um, was yeah. really, it was really helpful, yep. because then it made me believe, because I've already, Uh, been there in in, in a different way you know
1: oh we're not done yet now we're in phase four which is design okay oh yeah so looking back at writing what did you do what was a habit a procedure a system something that you did that you can literally use today
0: um going into it with uh the the uh doing it for me and no one else
1: Okay. Get more into that. What does that feel like? What does that look like? What is the action step here? How are you going to do that?
0: So with writing, it's actually sitting down and writing for me. Um, so with this workout, it would be going into it, uh, having a, a conversation with myself and not worrying about, you know, the clock and people watching and all that, but, um, just getting, uh, very present actually you know mindful and going through the process and enjoying it and even when it gets hard uh reminding myself that this is why you love it you know connecting with my body
1: and maybe make and leave the room <laughs> connecting
0: with
1: yeah with your body and eat a mask or leave the room like can't-
0: yeah get yeah.
1: rid of the problem
0: yeah and, and by, by the way i instig- so i instigated designed- the whole thing it's not Um, I'm the inspiration. Oh, did
1: you? Yeah, yeah. And here I am, blaming him. I know,
0: I know. That's why I'm I'm being protective of my friend now.
1: Okay. (laughs) So, where we looked at the the process to get an action step. Did I lose you, John?
0: Yep. What was the question?
1: Oh, you're there. Oh, no. I just said that was the design phase where we looked at the the process of writing to get the action step today and then the final step in this is just to destiny piece re- of the 5d's
0: okay wait can you repeat that cuz I, I think we so, lost you re- repeat the last the last yeah the final yeah, step yeah so
1: destiny is is the final step which oh, is it. the rinse and repeat process right yeah so we had the action step and now you have to execute it and repeat it because as you told us, you'd like to use this process in other aspects of your life.
0: Right. Got it. That was great. Yeah. That was great. And it was helpful. And that's and how it's done. Yeah. And I and guys, listen, that's you know, that's also just one way, you know, it's it's one door um in. And also, if I was to approach this, uh, I would, you know, I would, I would probably follow the same kind of uh, process, but with my own words and, and and who knows, you know, where I would go with it. And it's okay, you know, Um, but thank you for showing us one example of how to life coach someone. That was great.
1: Totally awesome. Have fun today. Let us know how it
0: goes. (laughs) I will. I will. And uh, you know, it's it's. I just picked that. I don't want. I don't want people to think that that's like this looming thing that I have tons of anxiety about. I just pulled that out of the hat because it's happening like in an hour. But um, that was really helpful. And I'm going to remind myself to um, connect to me and 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 really have fun with it and and, uh, compare it to uh, the other chapter of my story. So thank you.
1: Awesome. Awesome. Talk to you next time, bud. Be well.